Yeah, Rapper Up Podcast, Elliot Wilson. Yes, this is B-Dot. B-Dot, what's up, baby? feel like we're the talk of every barbershop and beauty salon right now, <laughs> man. Can the brothers have a couple opinions out here, man? I feel like I, we're the only opinions that matter in this culture, man. Seems like it. But it's all good, though. It's all love, man. Why do we Why do we feel the need to share our opinions to the world and just shake things up, B-Dot? Why do you think we do it? Just for fun? Just to get the rap roll to the tizzy? I think it's tradition. It's also got to have conversation. I think hip-hop is also built on conversation, discourse, dialogue. And, you yep. know, that's the reason why we are in this thing. We've been doing it for a long time. Doing it for a long time. And I always look forward to it. I'm your friend. I'm your partner. But I still don't ever know what you're coming up with when you drop these lists, man. So I'm excited when they drop to the world. I see it like everybody else when it's the real time. You know, what's funny, though, Elliot, you know, we're six months into 2023. And actually, I wasn't going to do one this year. I thought about it, and I kind of, like, Ooh, teased it a little no, bit. No, me? No, really? No, because it's like, I just felt like the game was just, it was just kind of like in a weird place, like Jack Harlow said. I was like, maybe I'm just going to wait until the end of the year. But then a friend of mine put the battery in my back. I was like, okay, let me put out a mid-year list just to kind of <laughs> give, a, give an assessment of the game. And that's what I did. Right, we have an amazing episode with Tusi, but before we get to that, man, we got to go do this beat out list real fast. Top 10 best rappers, 2023. Number 10, you got Cardi B. Cardi. Number nine, Jack Harlow. Yep. Number eight, Killer Mike. Killer Mike, Michael. Number seven, Benny the Butcher. The Butcher coming. La <laughs> Number six, Larry June. Yep. And now we get to the top five. This is where the big boys sit. Big The top five. Top five. 21 Savage is at number five. Yep. Currency is at number four. Mm-hmm. The man who kicked off the Rap Radar podcast season two, Tyler, the creator, is at number three. This is a shocking pick for me, B-Dot. Number two is Lotto. Female MC, man. I mean, Female hey. MC. You never show love to the female. They said I was a misogynist for like five years, five summers. And the number one best rapper 2023 so far based on skill, performance, and relevance for the first six months of 2023, according to the expert Brian B. Miller, is Jermaine Cole, J. Cole, number one. I mean, unless you're living on Mars, I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> okay, okay, here's, here's my quick questions. I thought we had a private conversation. I don't know if we want the world to know, but I did. I did think he was a big fan of that. All my life. No, I, I don't life. like that record. I hate it. I think it's. I hate that song. Okay, so how could you hate that song? And J Cole is number one because me J Cole is the whole anchor of that song, and that's the reason why. Because Jake, without J Cole, <laughs> I think he's. I think he elevated it to the prominence that it's at. Without J Cole, I feel like the song just kind of dies. But Cole is so such a talented rapper. That he brought, you know, he he rose the song to the occasion. So, oh, so you're saying that you don't have to like the song, but you appreciate Cole's performance. Of that's course. what that's what absolutely, absolutely. And does Cole have anything else out? Because the whole, the whole thing I see people saying a lot, be that, how do you judge someone who's just yeah, doing features yes. so far this year? But you that's know? the thing. That's the funny thing about when I do these lists. Is like since January first, I jot notes. I make a I make notes of everything that happens in hip hop. So yeah, he has the procrastination. Remember the YouTube. Uh, song freestyle that he put out. He has the Summer Walker joint. He had the joint with uh, uh, the K-pop artist. No, no, but the but the idea that you judge equally, like how do you how do you distinguish an artist who has a whole project out compared to somebody that's on a feature run? Like you don't draw any distinction of it. But I also think I think it's disingenuous to say like Killer Mike is the best out, but the best rapper of the fir the first six months when he just put out an album a month ago. So I'm thinking about J. Cole and his his appearances, or his relevancy rather, over the course of the last 180 days. He's been super so relevant. Put, but, you, but you put equal stock to guest versus as much as somebody having a project out? A full yeah, project? I, I, I mean, I think the project does hold some weight, but I just think it's, again, disingenuous if 
Killer Mike puts out an album in June and we're in July. And I'm thinking about the last, you know, four or five months, like he was kind of quiet. So I'm thinking about, okay. you know, how much uh, how much game you're running throughout the whole uh, for the first six months for the last 180 days. OK, and then Lotto at number two. That was shocking. Why is Lotto at number two? But we, they say you don't even like the female season. You got Lotto at number two. I mean, Lotto, do, you, do you own a do you own a radio? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think she's having a hell of a run. The guest features. I think she's she killed uh, the uh, the the Lolo Brook feature. She's um the ripped out the plastic. Like she's having a moment right now. And, like everything <laughs> she's on, she's kind of turning to gold. And it's not necessarily like if she's she's hot as well, but it's just not confined to her hotness. Like she's spitting out here. No, I think she's. I don't know if I'd put it as high as number two, but I think definitely, you know, put it on the floor is big. Like you said, she, and Cardi out here with her features. You have two female MCs in the top 10. That's different for you, Vida. Look at Big out here, man. And the thing with Cardi is that Cardi only has, she's only had two recordings this year, right? And recent, the one, the most recent one just dropped a couple of days ago. But the one that when everyone is talking about is ripping out the plastic, she killed that verse. I think she also yeah. elevated that song. And it's been, it's dominant. You open up any app, it's being played. You, you turn on yeah. the radio, it's being played. Like it's ubiquitous, so you have to recognize that. So one thing jumped out to me. So we see Benny the Butcher, who seems pretty quiet right now compared to Conway. So why does that Griselda s spot go to Benny over the machine? I, that seemed a little surprising to me, man. I think it's quiet if you don't listen to rap music. <laughs> I mean, okay. I think he started off the year pretty strong with a uh, French Montana on the RZA joint that was back in January, and since then okay. he's like kind of. He's been doing a lot of uh, collaborations with others. He did the joint with Swiss Beats. Um, he's on uh, the Currency album. Like he's making his bones kind of quietly, you know, not more so as Conway because he has a whole album. But Benny's doing his numbers as well. So I think that has to All be right. recognized. But hey, it's only the first six months. Anything could change. <laughs> okay, a lot of things are changing. Though. Before we get into two, see one last question I have. So. It seems like there's three MCs, three artists that are not even on this list, and I want to get the take of why they're not there. I don't see any Drake, who's out here, Aubrey Arenas. He's tearing shows down. He's got Search and Rescue. Whether we like it or not, that's out there. Yeah. I don't see no gut. I don't see no Gunner. No Gunner out here. I don't see Gunner with why one would of the you? best album in. Oh, is that the best album of the year? Come on. So who? Little, little Uzi Burt. Nah, little come Uzi on. Burt, first number one album. So what? What's going on with the culture? These guys, is, what world are we in? They don't I mean, exist. yeah. But if this was the hottest MCs list, then maybe, you know, but I don't think the Uzi album, I couldn't really connect with it. It felt, sounded like some alternative rap situation, like Paramore rap. music? That's like, rap. It's not rap. It's not great rap music. Um, I also don't think the Gunna album is what you're claiming it to be, the best album of the year. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely Thugger? not. Thugger? What about Thugger? Thugger album? I'm not, I, I've, I've said publicly, I'm not a big Young Thug fan. I'm, I've never huh? been. And um, what was the last artist you, you mentioned? Little, oh, was just the Drake? Drake oh, Drake. Factor. Drake, that outside. guy. Drake's outside. Drake's outside. Drake, the omnipresent, the I, omnipresent I, figure. Personally, I never, I didn't like the Search and Rescue song. I just, I don't like the record. And then also the the features wow. that he did um, across the pond, I, I just really wasn't feeling the Jay Huss. And <laughs> the the Jay Huss, baby. You know, uh -huh. even the, the features on the Thug, um, Thug album just didn't really resonate with me like yeah, that. Oh, you, you don't think the oh, you want record? You don't think it's gonna be big? Oh, you want record? I mean, Drake is Drake, so you know whatever he's on is always gonna rise to the top. He's like the biggest artist in the game, his biggest name in the building. Um, so, but right. outside of that, I just don't think those are the ones that are hitting for me. But anything could change. Like I said, six months later.
Well, hopefully, B Dot didn't mess it up, but we're still on the guest list for some of these shows, man. We'll so see. I want to go see. The- <laughs> we'll see. I want to see Twenty One him live on the road, man. You might have messed it up for us, B Dot, man. Twenty One's on the list. Twenty One's there. Twenty One, Twenty One, Twenty One. Ah, uh, man, but you know, congratulations, B Dot, for once again stirring it up, man. You dropping list, and I heard you left town. That's how you do it. You gangster, you know what I'm saying? Just dropped it, <laughs> dropped it on us. Yep, that's well, how we do. But let's get it, let's get it tonight. What we do we do is like uh, today's episode, man. Tusi, man, I like this kid, man. You know, a lot of times we get the young artists, they can't talk, but this kid was special, right, B? Yeah, I like Tusi, man. He's doing, he's making his bones in the game as well, and he's a young artist, and um, that favorite song, you can't deny it. It's making, it's impacting. Ooh, still top 10, one of the biggest R&B. I don't think he's getting the full credit that he's got really, like, to me, the biggest R&B record of the year, you know, consistently in that top 10, Hot 100. But I think that's what he wants, too. He wants the credit, you know. He wants the Grammys. He wants all the accolades that come with being hot, you know, and being the best. So, you know, I'm rooting for him. Though, no doubt we had a great convo with him and 21's on that album too he got a he got a single coming out with 21 also 21 savage so i think that could that could chart pretty high also man so you know again more importantly man we try to do a balance of like the established artists but obviously we want to talk to the new generation a lot of times they're not ready to talk but this guy had a compelling story and you know i'm glad we're able to get him on the podcast yeah let's do it let's get into it with tusi man tusi man on your rap radar podcast yeah yeah, it's the Rap Radar Podcast. My name is B-Dot. Elliot Wilson. Elliot, how you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good, man. Not as good as this guy right here. The hottest in the game, man. Yes, sir. My One man. of the realest in the game. Uh, I appreciate that, man. Thank Congrats, brother. Tusi's in the house, man. Yeah, yeah, what's going on, man? What's going on? You got that record right now, man. You know, so we're going to talk about that album. It's not yeah. about the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got me. I know you I know you kind of tasted a little bit with some of the Summer Walker joint a couple yeah, years yeah, back. Yeah, like, yeah. what it's like to make that record that, like, yeah, impacts yeah. the globe. But this is my favorite song, man. This is yeah. This is a this is a entire movement. No, nah, most definitely. I need to know. I you gotta take me from the beginning, man. How does how does a song like that come together, and how does it continue to grow? Man, honestly, um, it was just an organic record, you know. Um, me me being myself and allowing myself to be vulnerable and be in tune with what I got going on and the people who love them. Um, so you know, I was just in the studio making another song, and it just so happened that yeah, I mean, this is the one that caught. Yeah. But I believed in it from the jump. Um, yeah. soon as I recorded it, I knew like it was out of here. Um, it was just about making it go out of here, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the that's the that's the step that a lot of artists miss. A lot of artists miss um yeah. actually putting in the legwork with the mm. with the with the with the song. So I put in the legwork, and we slowly just continue to grow, 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 grow. So what did you first hear in it? Like when you heard it back, the playback. Like what do you think it was that you heard in the song that like you felt like oh it's gonna really resonate? Like this is. I'm like, yo, when I perform this, I see this in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Like, I see this being in the stadium. Um, so I think that was the biggest thing for me, just knowing that the song was going to be one of those ones that everybody could sing to. And it took off. Mm. So why do you think it's connecting so well with the audience? It's a clean record. No curse words. Um, <laughs> you getting raunchy on that album, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> feel, me, yeah, feel me? So it got to be a balance, but it's a clean record. Yeah. Um Outside of it being a clean record, it's just like it's a romantic record. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, that's something that's always going to live forever. Yeah. Love never going to die. That's one thing that's never going to die. So I feel like uh, that's that's why it's, a, it's something that really caught and stuck with people. And when I get the album, and I can have three different experiences with the record. I can have yeah. the original. Mm-hmm. I can have you and Khalid. Yeah. And then you brought the Toxic King to the party, man. Yeah, 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 Future Hendrix. Man. It's yeah. about like those steps of, like you said, like kind of building off something you know is there. I'm gonna be honest, bro. I ain't even wanna. I ain't even wanna put all those versions on the project. Um, <laughs> I felt like, I felt like one was enough. 
the label. You know, they pushed for it. And yeah, yeah. That's what we, that's what they wanted. So I gave them what they want. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, we just trying to, we just trying to spread it out, you know, trying to, trying to give them a little bit of pop, a little bit of hip hop. Yeah, I mean, and we might we might come country on them. Who know? Wow. Yeah, man, I'm trying to do everything. We trying to do everything. So we we just try to mix it up a little bit. That's it. What do you think Future brought to the song? Toxic. Toxic. Yeah. <laughs> toxic. Toxic. Toxicity. Yeah. Toxicity. Yeah. I mean, I feel like um, I feel like you know, Future known for being toxic. Mm, yeah. And the record too clean. Mm. We gotta make it a little dirty. Mm. You know what I mean? Let's make it a little dirty. And who better you know than the Toxic King? Yeah. yeah, I mean, so he he did his thing on the record. Um, Future Eye has been very supportive of me, um, and I appreciate him for that. When you listen to your music, obviously you hear so much like raw emotion, like as your sound develops. Like yeah. when you pin and stuff like that, do you feel like, oh, if I go here with this, like the audience gonna say I'm a little toxic on this joint? Like, yeah. are you cognizant of that? Um, together? N- nah, I feel like I feel like music the only the only um. The only industry where it's like kind of no rules, mm-hmm. and I just have fun whenever I'm recording. Now I, I try not to be like, "Hey, uh, yeah, if I do this, then they 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 gonna think this about it." Or, "Hey, if I do this, like, nah, I just make the music, and whatever happened, happened." Um, it's all about believing in it, though. Yeah, God believe in it. That's the first step. So yeah, yeah I, I I I I'll be believing in stuff, and whatever I believe in, you know, I manifest it and it happened. Mm. Yeah. As we sit right now. Song is creeping on the come up, right? It's yeah. like number five on the charts. What's it like yeah. to have a top five song in the country? Man, it's a blessing. Um, it's a blessing, but it's a it's a it's a milestone. You know, we are blessed, but you know, it's an achievement. And um, it's it's I'm happy to be here. I'm still kind of like soaking it all in. I don't, I, I, honestly, I can't even tell you what's going on right now. <laughs> like it feel like a dream, but you know, it's everything that I prayed for and that I hope for. So. You know, I'm thankful to even be here. You say you still living in North Carolina, so Raleigh, North Carolina, and like, and then the brothers are really from Syracuse. One, we think yeah. Syracuse, though, we think about Syracuse University. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. shout out Carmelo, he just retired, yeah, coming up the end of the kid. Like, yeah. talk about that journey of like your kind of your upbringing, growing up in Syracuse, and then making that transition to. Yeah, you know, so I mean, I come from a place where it's nothing. You know what I mean, where you could drive around the whole city in 15 minutes. Um, moving down south to, you know, where it's everything a little bit more spread out outside of a little, everything being more spread out. It's like, um, it's a lot slower. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up living a fast paced lifestyle and I had to learn to adjust and adapt quickly, but everything was for the better. It was the best thing my mom ever could have did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thank her for that. I feel like, I feel like the biggest thing was just, um, being able to balance the both balance the two and i feel like that's what make me who i am kind of today um as far as my music um like i'm in a melodic melodic rap world Mm -hmm. Uh, i make melodic rap music so being that i make melodic rap music it's like um you know it's like a balance Mm -hmm. you know it's no genre for us for real for real right yeah you know like some of us like we can't make rap caviar because it's not hip-hop enough Mm -hmm. And then we can't make R&B charts because it's not R&B enough. And I've always been that artist. Like, it's hard for me to get on charts. Um, so to see, like, us getting the love that we did from all of these, like, you know, shout out to Charles, shout out to, like, everybody, because, I mean, yo, in the beginning, it was hard for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, so like artists like Ty Dolla Sign, obviously Drake, like you guys define yeah. the genre lines. Like, yeah, is it hip hop? Yeah, is it R and B? I was gonna say you named the album after yourself in Azure. Yeah, and you once tweeted that Two C and New York are not the same. Nah, people <laughs> stop mixing the two. Yeah. So now that you're here, can you explain the difference? Uh, people gotta know, man. Like, uh, Two C is an entertainer, mm-hmm. and Najor is a businessman slash family man. Um, that's the difference between the two. We 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 not the same person. Uh, Najor Najor conduct business, and Tusi he, he's an entertainer. He he has fun. He lives a lifestyle. He's a young guy who, but at the end of the day, when I go home, I'm Najor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean to my family, I'm Najor. Mm-hmm. To my friends, I'm Najor. So, you know, um, has that been important to maintain that balance as more famous come in your direction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 continue to um it keep it keep me humble. Yeah, you know I mean, um, the humility and 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 all of that, it it keep it keeps that side of me, and I'm big on that because at the end of the day, I don't feel like I'm better than nobody. Uh, we are regular people. We are here to do a job. I feel like God gave me um, music for a reason. It was my coping mechanism, and that's a lot of people who relate. So at the end of the day, it don't make me no different. I'm just good at what I do. Yeah. I read that you're every day you're learning how to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> what are some things you're discovering? Uh, <laughs> Um, not going so many places like um Can't roll Dolo no more. Dolo, you feel me? <laughs> um, not um not even only that, uh certain things I say, mm-hmm. um certain things I do, man. I'm, <laughs> yeah. So it's a few things. I'm still young. Yeah. I got a bad mouth, man. <laughs> I got a bad mouth. I got a bad I got a I got kinda I got a bad attitude, uh, you know. I feel like that come, but that come from being raised around a bunch of women, man. They right. yeah, having to argue with a bunch of women all day, man. My my sisters and yeah, oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that's where that part come from. But yeah, I'm I'm working on it though. All right, a woman that's really important to you in your life is your mom. Oh yeah, that's my baby. Yeah, she kicks off the album. Yes, rule number one. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. How meaningful was it to hear her sing those things on the opening track? Oh, it touched my heart, man. My mom, my mom, real. Um, she, she, she's real in tune with everything I got going on. You know, like she know I'm doing this right now. Uh, she know, she know. I did all the other interviews that I did today. Like she, she, she too. yeah, she want to be a part of everything that I do. So I feel like, um, like it's very important. Um, it was very important to hear those, those things that she said, because that's another thing that keep me humble kind of, you know? So, yeah. You remember those stories that she was talking about? Oh yeah. Most def. Yeah. I got a burn mark on my leg right here from, from one of those stories she was talking about. Feel me? So yeah, yeah she, it's real life stuff. She ain't telling no lie, but I always been, the, um, I always been a kid who made drastic decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's the reason why, you know, we're we're in the position that we in today. Right. Because I was a risk taker. Yeah. Um, so yeah. You also touched on the album about going through like tough, tumultuous times and yeah. being homeless and things like that nature. And like I think you kinda hinted at it earlier, like almost going to North Carolina was the best thing for you because you don't know what path it would have ended up for you. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. stayed. Yeah, most definitely. I, I come from a dangerous place, you know. Um a lot of people who 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 from who not from upstate don't know what upstate really like. Yeah, and believe it or not, you yeah Syracuse College cool, but around the corner from the college, you got the Pioneer Homes. It's the PH. Mm. You know, like we talking about uh, 
where we we got we talking about like my brother was a part of a like 35 indict indictment rico mm-hmm. like you know we 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 ain't we ain't talking about something sweet so um i think that was like the the best thing my mom could have did for me if i would have stayed there i probably wouldn't even be here to tell this story um i got a lot of friends who passed away and i got a lot of friends who locked up i got about six seven friends who dead my granddad dead stabbed uh, got stabbed to death by a few friends um like yeah i come from a rough life so at the end of the day it's like i'm thankful to be here man you had us on the other interviews. Like, so your granddad had got stabbed by a couple yeah. of friends of yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Couple, couple people that I knew got uh stabbed like sixteen times. It's, it's, what was the, the story behind that? Like, what? Why did he get to that point? Um, he used to do drugs. Yeah, you know I mean, Grand, granddad struck out on drugs. Like, not like nothing hard, but. You know, he smoke a little weed, do this and that, whatever, whatever. Uh, going to cop one day, and they tried to rob him. Mm-hmm. Tried to rob him and, and stabbed him a few times, and you know, because he wouldn't give it up. And he ran back home, fell at the door, collapsed, and he passed away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we come from a rough background, but it's life, though. You know what I'm saying? And life ain't sweet. Life ain't peaches and cream. Um it's all about what you make of it. So I'm here today, um, yes, putting on, and I'm gonna keep living life. You know, this this is what we do. We got we got to keep pushing. You give a lot of your life on the record. This is love, man. Like, was that a hard yeah. record to make? Um, yeah, that was probably one of my one of my harder records to make. Mm. A lot of people don't know what I really come from. Mm. You got know what I'm saying? And on that and on that track, I kind of like was just trying to explain to people that. Um, I come from I come from a rough background. Granddaddy struck out on drugs, right. got AIDS. Um, the reason why I moved down to North Carolina, um, and then as far as like my baby mom, like I love her to death, and we come from two different backgrounds. She come from a life where it's good, it's great. You know, I ain't saying she's silver spoon fed, but she had it good. Whereas I'm from I'm from the bottom of the bottom. I'm from the Jacks. You mm-hmm. know, I had to figure it out my whole life. When you met me, I was homeless. Mm-hmm. I mean, ninth grade, um, and you ain't know. But at the end of the day, I'm here today, and the reason why I am the way that I am is because these are the things that I went through. Right. So that was kind of like a song dedicated to her to let her know, like, I live a hard life, but at the end of the day, I'm not making no excuses. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that um, I apologize for the things that I have put you through, but. You know, that's what I come from. Right. You also kind of like shout out your father a lot throughout the record too. Yeah. Tell them about like how it was hard for him, hard for you to love him when yeah. he was loving someone else's child, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad, um, it's crazy because when I first moved down south, man, um, I moved from New York to, well, I, I moved with my dad. I was living in uh, Ithaca. Mm-hmm. I was living in Ithaca with my dad for a little bit from Syracuse, then from Ithaca, we moved to South Carolina. And I was living in Goose Creek, South Carolina for a little bit. Mm. Um, And my dad was like with another girl. Um, Him and my mom had separated. The lady had two twins. Um, And I I was just watching them raise them every day. Mm -hmm. But he really had no, he didn't have no connection with the rest of my siblings no more. And it was like, damn, like, I'm watching you. I'm watching you love these people, kids. And it's like, 
you don't even really got no relationship with us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm here every day, but like, shit, we thugging for real. We ain't yeah. got nothing. I'm missing school. You teaching me how to cook fish and shit like that because cause, cause we ain't really got nothing else to make. Outside of us not having nothing else to make, it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm um, you, you, you. He, he having to do tests. I'm, I'm like, I'm. It's just crazy shit. He having to do like, you know. I remember my dad used to let me. I say it now because it's, it's all over. But um, I remember my dad used to let me stay home from school because he'd get drug tested, and um, and I used to piss in. A, I used to have to piss in a in a container for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, and it's like. That's the life I come from, but that's that's what I was living. We ain't had nothing though, so I he those days he had to get drug tested. I stay home, piss for him. He go to work, and like I was at home all day by myself. Mm-hmm. One day my mom came and got me. Like we ain't doing this. Yeah, we moved to North Carolina, mm-hmm. and now like I'm where I'm at. Because on the Wallow interlude, you talked about like at 12 years old, you wanted to be just like him. Yes, I mean, yeah, that was that was my idol, man. Um, he the reason why I am the way that I am. Mm-hmm. And he always was there for me whenever I needed him. Yeah. Uh, I went through a lot of things in life. He went through a lot of things in his life that he overcame. And, like, it's just certain things that, like, nobody else could teach me about except for him. Um, so I think, like, that's why today, like, I'm so, I'm the way I am with my son. Mm-hmm. Man, I love my son. That's my heart, um, and I'll die for him, feel me, without even thinking about it. But I feel like my dad the same way with me. Right. Yeah, so. You mentioned your son. He's on the cover of the album with your mom, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> what does that imagery mean for you? I wanted it to be something that was real personal, mm. real personal. Um, and I remember um, you growing up, my mom used to be a hairdresser. She used to do everybody here outside of the crib. And um, it was a point in my life where like, uh, I first started making music and I had uh, locked my hair up. So my mom used to do my hair every night before school. She'll put it in braids or she'll like, um, she'll, she'll twist it up or whatever the case may be. I, I was in a phase of locking my hair up. That was when I first started making music. So I feel like that was like where that, um imagery came from like i'm like you know this is when i first started making music this was this is pers- this is a personal moment for me and then my son is you know that's just um it's where i'm at today uh so i got my past behind me and my future in front of me mm-hmm. and that's 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 what the uh that's what the cover about man so what's the significance of a song like villains and heroes you know they say and villains and heroes it's like uh i want people to know like Sometimes it ain't bad. It ain't. It, 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 it's not a bad thing being a villain in mm. certain people's story when mm. you're the hero in everybody else's story. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Um, I might be the villain in your story, but in your story, I might be a hero. And, and what people don't understand is um, everybody loved the hero because the hero would sacrifice one person to save the world. Mm. But they hate the villain because the villain has sacrificed the world to save one person. And what's what's really what's really better? You get what I'm saying? I love you more than I love you more than life. I love you more than everything else. You're the only thing that matter, and I'm willing to risk everything for you. So am I really the villain, or 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 am I your hero? So I don't mind being the villain to everybody else if I'm a hero to you. 
Yeah. What's, what's on with you in that day in the studio to tap into that, man? Yeah, it was death, <laughs> it was death man. It was death. Like, I feel like, you know what I mean? So that's like. It's, was that sitting in your chest for a minute? Like, do you feel like that's something? Man, throughout this album, man, you're going to get a lot of personal stuff. As I was on tour with Rod Wave. Um, okay. Or was it out there himself? Like, yeah, yeah, as I was on tour with Rod Wave, I was going through a lot of stuff emotionally, mentally. Um, I was just on the tour bus, you know. Um, I was on the tour bus and when I wrote that record and it was just like, you know, it's like on the tour bus, on the way to Phoenix, currently 2 a.m. look like everybody's sleeping. <laughs> I mean, I'm up thinking like I know she probably think I'm up cheating. Like it's like I know she probably think I'm up doing some fuck shit. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm out here every day trying to figure out how to get it, how to how to how to stick to what I gave up everything for, mm. you know. Because before it was me and her, it was me and the music. Mm. Um, and every day, this, 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 this is what I devote my life to. This is what I give my life to. And it's just like, you know, I was overwhelmed. Um, and I couldn't do I couldn't do nothing but write music. And I came up with Villains and Arrows. Mm. So, yeah. Where does that dedication to the music come from? Was that, is that part of your family's thing? Because it's, like, it's kind of, you know, is that connected to family also? Or? Man, my dad used to make music. You know, mm-hmm. so he the reason why I started making music. Outside of my dad making music, my brother used to make music. That the reason why I do everything that I do. That the reason why I started playing sports. That the reason why I started making music. That the reason why I am the way I am. Um, and yeah, like that's where the connection come from. But other than that, uh, the vulnerability in my music, I feel like that just come from everything that I've been through. Um, yeah, I, I I just done been through a lot, man. Yeah. I'm still trying like how to deal with it all. Was it even from jump? Were you able to tap into that emotion, or did it develop over time that you could yeah, be so from, vulnerable in your music? From the jump, it was. Uh, it used to be so deep to the point where, like, I used to I used to lock myself in a closet and write music, mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to like rap and I wanted to like you know, and I but I didn't want nobody to hear me, mm-hmm. so I used to lock myself in the closet, play beats and and just rap. Um, Rap all day, man. Write music all day, and I'd be in the closet for hours and hours. You know, but why the closet? Just because you isolated and it was dark. Dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was dark. It made it made it let like it kind of like made me feel like I was alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to have this bin inside my closet, and it used to have like pillows in it, and I'd sit inside the bin with pillows, and I'd just write music for hours, bro. But well, even with all your success, last year you said you were on the verge of giving up when you made the song, last song, um, off yeah. Boys Don't Cry. Like, why was that in my set? Uh, that, man, last year last year was probably like the worst year of my life. How so? I was going through a lot, man, mentally. Um, just with everything I was going through, like um, with, with family issues, mm-hmm. um, just with decisions I was making, things I was doing. I was going through a lot. I was stressed out. And, um... It wasn't even about me like just giving up. It was about just, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I was on. I, I say I was on the verge of feeling like I wanted to give up. Mm. Um, but it wasn't what, what was meant for me. Mm. It, it was, I wasn't. I wasn't meant to give up. I already gave up everything for this. Mm. So if I give up, if I give up on this, I don't have nothing else. And I had to sit and think and tell myself like I got a lot of people that's depending on me. You know. Um, I look around at my circle, and in my circle, everybody that I'm around is the difference maker for their family. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. my my manager, 
he don't got nobody who made a difference in his family, yeah. who's who 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 has the opportunity to create generational wealth or mm. um be the chases or the Wells Fargo's or the mm. you know. He don't have nobody he he he's the person that's gonna do that. Mm. My security, he don't got nobody. He the one that's gonna do that. My assistant, my my digital guy, my I got people that's dependent on me. But it all start with me. Mm. And if I give up on everything, it's like I'm allowing everybody to just fail. Mm. You know, I'm failing everybody. So uh, I sat for a week. My manager flew out of town. And he was just like, I'm going to give you a week to get it together. Mm. You know what I mean? When I come back, like, all of that's over. We got to figure it out. Because mm. he knew what I was going through. I was going through a lot. Um he was like, when I get back, you got to let it all go. So with, I'm like, all right, bet. I'm like, I'm going to get closer with God. After I get closer with God, I'm going to go get this journal, and I'm going to write everything in it. I'm going to write just what I want to do, what I want to accomplish. So, boom, I went and got the journal. This is the same day. Mm-hmm. I went and got the journal. I had already been been getting closer with God, though. Um, mm-hmm. But I went and got the journal. And I called him, I'm like, you at home? Mind you, he lived right across the street from me. <laughs> In North Carolina? Yeah, <laughs> accidentally. Mm. Crazy part. <laughs> accidentally, we've been together since I was 16, man. He mm. accidentally moved across the street. He sent me his address one day, like, I'm like, yo, where you at? And he like, I'm at this, I'm at this world. I'm like, yo, uh, I think we, I think he like, I think we close. <laughs> I mean, shut up, man. He sent me the address. I look out my window, I'm like, bro, your house is across the street. Wow. Yeah. But he never see he never knew that because it's it's really it's really my girl crib. Oh, okay. But okay. like, yeah, gotcha. it's it's really it's really her spot and he never been there. Uh-huh. So like, That's like crazy. I'm like, yo, hold on. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, that happened. So uh I'm like, he like, all right. Oh, he like I'm across the street. I'm like, I'm about to come over there. Come over there. I slapped the journal on the table. I'm like, yo. What we I need to know what we need to do to do this. All right, so what we need to do to, in order to go platinum in three months, mm. how much money is that gonna generate? Mm. What do we owe on? What do we need to be investing in? What do we need to be spending on? What do I need to do? Okay, now I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna call my digital guy, Dante. I'm gonna call Dante, me and Dante gonna sit on the phone. Dante, how many TikToks I need to be making? How many posts I need to be making a week? How many posts I need to be making a day? What times I need to post that? He like, we get we get the whole breakdown. And he's like, now you got a favorite song. Mm, and it's mm. like yeah like it's it gotta be a real plan with everything see everybody think it's oh yeah the, rec- the record just caught and it's I mean yeah that's cool but I put that right. saying, I put that work in I got strategic I, approach, you had to almost reapproach your whole Listen, career right like you say like with Bodak Yellow man Bodak Yellow ain't become Bodak Yellow like yeah. by, by just I mean we put it out there in the record group like nah like you had to put in that leg work yeah. with favorite song it ain't become favorite song by us just putting it on. You see like, the growth. We had to, we literally, all right, we, and then I wrote down everything like, all right, I want to get on Jimmy Fallon. After I get on Jimmy Fallon, I want to do that. I did all of those things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all those goals. Yeah, like I want to make, I'm like, I want to make rap caviar because I never made rap caviar. I'm like, I want to make rap caviar mm-hmm. for this. I need to do this. I need to do this. This is what playlist I need to have. After we do this, I need to go and get the feature. This this, this who I want on the remix. Yeah. It was just like we we wrote it all out and we planned it and 
So something like you came overcame a kind of real career turning point of like, yeah, this man. could go this way if it doesn't. So part of maybe one to quit was you you didn't feel like you were getting the results that you wanted fully at the time. <sighs> Honestly, man, it was never really about the results. Mm-hmm. I ain't really, I don't care who liked my music at the end of the day. I, Cause when I started making music, I ain't want to do it for nobody. Mm-hmm. I did it for me because I was going through stuff. Mm-hmm. It was more so about personal issues that I was having that was intervening with what I had going on. Mm. I felt like it was slowing me down and my love for music was dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why my love was dying was because I was, it wasn't, it was never dying. It was just, I was emotionally cloudy. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't, I ain't, my, my, everything was blocked up. You get what I'm saying? So I had to get closer with God and understand that this is, this is my calling. Mm. And I begged for a sign. And like, one day it just hit me. I was like, this the record. Like, feel me? I already knew it was the record, but I'm like, this the record. Like, yeah. and then it was, it's this, this is guy named Carter, um, the COO of my label. He called me. He like, because we were supposed to do a DJ drama mixtape before the before the song even came. We was never this song was never supposed to come out. Mm. We were supposed to do a DJ drama mixtape, like thirteen songs on the DJ drama mixtape. Twenty One Savage up there, like the pull up record was supposed to be up there. We had a bunch of other features, like we had a bunch of features with like a few a few artists. I'm like, nah, this not what we need to do. Take this off. This not we 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 ain't doing this. I'm like this the record. So then you know Carter called me. He like. Bro, you sure you wanna do this? I'm like, nah. I don't know what's going on, but this this yeah. this this what we need to be doing. He like I don't know, bro. Like it sound like like that sound like a great plan. I, I'm like, nah, Carter, this is what I need to do. I'm like, God, God like put this in me, bro. It's nobody who could talk me off of this. He like, well, how you know God ain't send me to t-? I'm like, God ain't saying God ain't saying <laughs> God ain't saying you to tell me this, bro. This yeah. This this was supposed to happen. Yeah. And you know with drama's resurgence, it's like, oh that's a that's a safer play. Go that yeah. direction. It was but, definitely. Uh, yeah. And then um over time, um, I just realized being a better person. Being a better person is what, what helped me get mm. to where I needed to be. Um there were certain things I was doing that wasn't right and I couldn't become successful because I was doing the wrong thing. Wow. Mm. Um so like yeah. Your own personal karma. Yeah, I was having personal karma. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And things that's in the Bible that I had to clean up on. Mm. Um, but you know, God, God is forgiving because God is forgiving when you you have no understanding. When you have an understanding and you know what's going on and you know you're supposed to be doing something, and that's a little bit different. So once I got light of certain things that I was supposed to be doing and I started doing it, things started going my way. There's a part at the end of uh, Will Be King where it's like you're having a conversation with someone and then that person says, what you're going through ain't bigger than what you're about to receive. Yeah. Was that during that same time that yeah. he was going through it? Most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember that conversation. I was in the studio and it was just all about like where you was headed, hmm. you know, um, what you're going through right now. I, I was actually telling somebody that. <laughs> hmm. That's the crazy part of uh, it's like yeah, I was telling I was telling the guy that I was I was in the studio with because he was going through something oh, as well. Was, okay. Yeah, he was going through something as well, and I was just telling him like, you know, what you going through ain't what you going through ain't, ain't bigger than what you what you finna receive, mm-hmm. bro. It's 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 something bigger than life coming for you. Yeah. Don't worry. 
See, he wanted to choke somebody that day. Yeah, word, <laughs> word, man. I was going through it, boy. Right. So you continue to still do the journal, or is it? Yeah, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. I got my man. I keep my journal with me, man. Mm. Yeah, I keep my journal with me. Had you journal with and ever in the past, or was that a whole new thing that you? Nah, man. My my son, mom got me on it. Um, mm. My son, mom, she she writing her journal a lot, mm. uh, and you know she actually who got me closer to God as well. Uh, like she 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 uh, started indulging in the Bible, um, reading the Bible a lot a lot more often, and like. That inspired me. So, yeah. and she started writing in the journal. I started writing in the journal. That inspired me. Hmm. Speaking of inspiration, I mean, you literally closed the album with "God Loves Me." Like, talk about the yeah, place you was at to make that song. Um, yeah. So on the hook, it's uh, it's actually it's actually this this group from Africa, um, and and what they're saying on the hook is uh, God loves me more today than He does yesterday, hmm. than He did yesterday. So uh, each on the on the end of each um verse you'll hear me so you'll hear me say uh one thing that i know god loved me more than he did yesterday um and i think the biggest thing is just like overcoming it's only one way to uh close it out man like close it out with the way that we came in here yeah. um like i said i'm big on god bro so yeah. i try to like i just try to uh put that in wherever i can right i feel like that's what i'm supposed to use the platform for mm. that's what they say mm. so yeah you also give him a lot of game too on a project, man. Going back to the opening track, rule number one, yeah. you have these rules. Yeah. <laughs> you know about these rules, Elliot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, three, I heard. So man. rule number one, <laughs> you say you never give a girl your heart. Yeah. Elliot's married. <laughs> rule B that still hasn't given his anybody his. Yeah. I don't lie, man. I got somebody got my heart though. Man. Okay. Okay, true. Yeah. So you're not living your raps too, see? Nah, nah, I'm, nah I'm, 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 I'm living it though. That's why I'm telling you. That's why I'm telling you. Because when they, you know what I mean? L, L, to, together or not, when somebody got your heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, a cautionary. It's a cautionary. Yeah, okay. It's a cautionary. cautionary thing, so, you know? rule number two is play your part. When it's your time, you'll make it. Yeah. That's identifiable. Yeah, most definitely. Rule number three put God first. Touching, huh? Leave the house. Yes. Grab your ride first. <laughs> It was death. It was death. It was death. Yeah, yeah. We come from that world. Yeah, it's it's, it's rough out here. Put God first, and when you leave the house, grab your ride first. That's unless you find we're trying to ride hearse. That's a fact. Yeah, real talk. Nah, you gotta, you gotta. You know, we come from a rough world. And I ain't saying go out here and slang it, but keep it on you know. So what's what's rule number four? I don't know, man. I ain't, I, I, ain't, I ain't got that far. We're gonna we gonna, say, we gonna save that for rule number uh rule number four. We're That's gonna, the next album. Yeah, rule number four. We're gonna we're gonna uh, put that on the next album. You had another line later. Just, you just talking about cats breaking into your home because you was putting their names in songs, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. The truth can almost get you hurt sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah, man. most definitely. Yeah, I went through. I went through. I went through. Uh, I went through a little bit, but uh, yeah, my my house, it's crazy. I never told nobody. My house got broken into, um, mm -hmm. but that was like, cause of another reason, but yeah. I had went through some stuff, you know, for for some stuff I did hit in. It's life though. We yeah. live that, we live, we, we, we live in that world, you know, we live in that world. It's a dog eat dog world. Mm. So, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we living though. We up, you know what I mean? We don't, we don't thrive off negativity. Uh, so yeah. when my house got broken into, I ain't even, I ain't even put it out there, tell nobody or mm -hmm. be like, yeah, y'all niggas broke into my crib. Get on IG Live and say, <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they stole a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
But I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't nothing really. I don't keep valuable stuff at my house though. Mm. I don't know why. Like people think they're gonna break into a house and like still like, oh, we're gonna find this safe and the safe yeah. gonna have, this, <laughs> have a million dollars in it and we're gonna be a million dollars richer. I don't right. keep money. I don't I, even know how people stick people up anymore. I'm gonna give you my Venmo. Nobody yeah, got cash. Nah, word. Like, yeah, yeah, what you want my Venmo? You got, yo, you finna, you finna rob me so I could cash up you? I know who I'm cash it. So like, tell me it don't make no sense. Like, I don't lie, bro. I, I mean, I don't keep cash on me. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't keep cash in my home. I ain't taking you to the bank. I'm not taking you, I'm not taking you to the bank. Definitely not. This jewelry, I mean, we, we insurance. Rolly gang, rolly gang, so, my yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah no plain, listen, plain Jane Keep it too. plain, right? Listen, this this where the money at. Yeah, oh, so speak to yourself. I don't know about watches, man. Tell me what you guys have and why is that? Why is so, that the right so, way to go? So right here, um, I got a, a, a Rolex 40, I believe 41 millimeter. It's a 41 millimeter. 40, 41 millimeter date just. Alex Style, Alex Style for you. Shout out to Alex. Date just. Date just. Date just. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> my, mine got a, mine is, is blue with yeah, the, with the fluted, yeah, with the fluted bezel. Be, fluted bezel. Mine's is fake. No, no, no. It's real. I was looking. I was, <laughs> I got his own watch. Nah, boy. See, I, was, I could listen, be dropping. Yeah, I was, I was, I was looking at that one. You check him out, right? Yeah, nah. I was looking at that one. Like yeah. that is because it go with everything. Yeah. Oh, got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but it just so happened that I had a something with a little blue in it, and I, I was though. able to, you know. But I wanted, I wanted some. Um, I, all of my jewelry really rose gold, mm. so I wanted something that was like uh, standing still or like. White gold, really so stainless steel though. See, I need to be like you two to so hit the road so I can get some more watches. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, bro. Hey, it ain't about you hitting the road. You doing, you doing fairly well. I be, I be seeing y'all, man. Y'all doing great. <laughs> Uh, listen, y'all don't, mean, y'all don't know how I watched. I watched about five interviews. You watched the Drake one. That was long. I watched the Drake one. I watched. The, <laughs> I watched the Young Boy one. Okay. I, bro, I watched, I watched a bunch of interviews okay. before I came here. Yeah, but like, but like I said, I'm watching you on the road. You just wrapped up the European tour, right? Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the Tusi show like, man? Well, I gotta go see one. What's the show like? Whew. It get a little crazy, man. <laughs> uh, you, you never know what you, you might get a few bras on stage. Hey, you might get a new. You you might get uh, me climbing on stuff. Oh, you, okay. Nah, you might get. So you don't have it all planned out. You kind of roll with the energy. I roll with the energy, man. Yeah. I might be in a crowd. Uh, I might be. Yeah, I might be in a crowd. I ain't no telling, man. I might mm. be standing on my security shoulders. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So, so the better the crowd gives you, oh my god, you get the better performance. Back. What if the crowd yeah. go crazy? I'm. You gonna have the the greatest performance of your life. I promise mm. you. I'm, what was it like overseas? What was the oh, response like? Oh, the love was crazy. It? Yeah, yeah. It's like they be waiting to see you or something. Mm. Yeah, man. And it's like you gotta they they take it in because they never know when they're gonna see you again. Mm. Um, it's easy for like you know artists from their area, just like from here. Right. It's easy for artists from our area to come here and do do shows, and we see them and we love it. Mm-hmm. But when an artist who not from here come around, it's like. You know, it's times 10. It's yeah. You definitely had the crowd in your palms, man, at Dreamville Fest. Yeah. At uh, this I year. I that. You was there for that, I was right? there. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you came through this year. You, you made up for Key Glock because he couldn't make it. Yeah, shout out Glock, man. Yeah. yeah. What was it like to get that call? How did that happen? Man. Well, that was a last minute pull up? Last minute pull up. Wow. Man, we, listen, we always wanted to be on Dreamville, bro. Mm. North Carolina boy. Yeah, yes, you know, we always we always wanted to be on Dreamville and, um, it was all about just whenever the moment was right. When mm-hmm. they called, we'd be there. If not, we was waiting on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we we got the call. We had just got back from Arizona. Okay. Um, and it was perfect time, and they like, hey, Glock couldn't make it. Tusi, can Tusi pull up? My manager like, yeah, like we we gotta do it. It could it could have been for zero dollars. We still mm-hmm. would have been there. Hundred percent. You know. Um, Did J Cole call you personally? No, I wish, bro. <laughs> Hell nah, fuck. Oh my god, <laughs> bro. If Cole called me, bro, man, y'all might not. I'm I'm straight. Mm. Man, listen, that's that's somebody that I, you know, really genuinely look up to. Mm. If you see this interview, <laughs> feel me? I remember, bro, when I was 16 years old and I met you at the boys club. I had a CD in my hand wow. and I had a note. He probably don't even remember this. I remember that. He used to do that, he used to do that for everybody. He's pull Yo, up all of us. Listen, that's the, <laughs> o- that's the only person I've ever done that for. Wow. Mm. Had only- a fan moment with what yeah. bro seen him another time in 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 uh Cary, north carolina like i seen him in Cary, north carolina at a target like he a real regular dude yeah but but at this time like i had had a hit record but yeah, i didn't yeah. even get to speak to him mm. i just seen him he went about his day i went about it was just like one of those ones i'm like man tap you it's in like with, tap you with eve to do yeah. that step it's like a full yeah, circle yeah. moment though nah, for you. Nah, Please, bro. Yeah, I don't lie. Do. I don't even. It's not even about me working with J. Yeah. Cole, bro. I wanna. I wanna have a conversation and just yes, tell sir. him, like, yo, bro, you. I mean, you played a big part of my life. Outside of you playing a big part of my life, like, it feel good to be like, yeah. I mean, I did everything I told you I was gonna do. Absolutely. You know, so. Do you remember what? You oh, do you remember what the note said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the note, I was just telling him, um. Like, yo, Cole, what's up? Um, my name Tusi. I'm a 16-year-old artist, uh, originally from Syracuse, New York, um, here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, and now I gave him, like, a little bit of what I was going through. Mm. I'm like, yo, like, um, I'm out here uh, making music, putting on for my family. Uh, I come from a five, five, uh, my mom got five kids. I'm the youngest of five. Uh, and I just want to tell you, like, you inspired me. Mm. Um I told him like I got this CD here. I would love it if you listen to it. If not, I understand. Um, but at the end of the day, I appreciate you for taking the time to even read this letter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, like on the CD, I had a like it was remixes though. Mm-hmm. It was a remix tape, and mm-hmm. uh, and on the tape it had like uh, I had a song up there called "Let Cold Down." Oh wow! <laughs> you went there with me. Yeah, okay. yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. How he at, how he did for Nas? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, Nas did the record back in him. That was a film record by moment. Yeah, 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 bro. So it's like, uh, yeah, I had a few records up yeah. there, bro. I, just, I I have to go back through it, but it was it was definitely one of the moments, man. But I saw you went to do an interview with the, with the great our fellow goat Angie Martinez. Yeah, speaking yes. on respect you have for another light skin king. We mentioned him earlier, Drake, though, right? Yeah, like yeah, sort of that yeah, standard yeah. of like he speak to that about how. Like same thing with you. It's like, is this guy hip hop? Is this guy R and B? But it's just yeah, great yeah. music, right? And being yeah. so consistent. Man, I feel like um Drake is Drake is one of those people who uh have have just mastered the effect of being able to tackle all aspects. Um, whether it's R and B, whether it's you know um whether it's R and B, whether it's hip hop, whether it's pop, like yeah. he do it all. He do Afro everything. Beats, Afro beats, yeah. everything. You get what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. and I want people to know like I always. I remember like a few years back, I, I I used to tell people like um, like I'm kind of like the Drake of, of my generation, mm. uh, and people used to laugh at me, and I ain't really thinking nothing of it. I ain't really care for it, but it was just like a way of me explaining like everybody got a lane, yeah. 
but except for me, like I look at myself as like I'm I'm this artist that's in a six lane highway and I'm able to step in whatever lane I want to. You know what I'm a saying? Six lane highway. I'm on a six lane highway and I can get in whatever lane I want to at any time. Mm. Like I can rap with the best of them and I can make melodic songs. Um so I feel like with artists that's in my generation, there's not many that could do that. Mm. And when I say like rap with the best of them, I really mean like rap. Like I grew up listening to uh like listening to 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 the uh Meek Mill on a corner freestyles and Boss, re, and, yeah. re, and Reed Dollars and Rodimez and I, <laughs> man, yeah. I grew up on all of that. You battle know? videos, the battle, battle videos, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know I mean, uh, I grew up on all of that. So it's like uh, I, before I was out here doing the melodic stuff, that's what I was doing. Mm. I rap with the best of them, um, and 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 I could sing a little mm. bit. <laughs> I ain't no, I ain't no. Uh, <laughs> I ain't no 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 John Legend, but you know I, mean? <laughs> I do a little bit, you know. So yeah. When did the shift happen for you from like doing that traditional oh, style? Oh man, listen, I went on tour with Summer Walker, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, like Summer Walker concerts. If if you ever been to a Summer Walker concert, it's a million beautiful girls in a crowd, mm. and I'm like, I love this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need I need this every day of my life. Right, something has to change. <laughs> if I keep rapping about these guns and oh, got you, feel me? I'm like, if I keep rapping about this stuff, first off, I gotta live up to this stuff. I ain't trying to do this forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All right, I live up to this stuff. The life expectancy for this is, I don't know, it ain't right. looking too good. A lot of these niggas dying, and nah. Look, this is like what twenty seventeen. It's like twenty seventeen. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Not even that far, that far back. How many was it? Twenty nineteen. Right before 2019. the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. 20, no, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So twenty eighteen. Yeah. This was twenty eighteen. I'm like, nah. Like this ain't feel me. Right before the pandemic, I'm like, uh, boom. I'm about to switch this shit up. I'm like, all right. So I started like, and then I always been like. You know what I mean, even though I come from the projects, I always been like that lover boy type of dude. Like I always been like that hopeless romantic, and mm-hmm. you know I mean the kid that the kid that flirt with the older women. And you know what I mean, mm-hmm. my mom used to call me. Um, she used to say I was manish. Mm. You know what I mean, so <laughs> you know what I mean, I like after going on tour with Summer Walker, I'm like, yo, it's a million beautiful girls in a concert mm. at the concerts every day, sold out shows. They buying the merch, the merch selling out. I'm like, this is what I want. Like if I'm gonna be doing this. I don't, I don't like the dudes gonna go wherever the, the yeah, women go. True. Yeah. I need, I need a female fan base, and I want it to be a, just a bunch of females, beautiful young ladies who love me, and that's what I'm gonna go for. Mm. And ever since then, you know, pretty girls love Tusi. <laughs> you know, that's, that, that, that's that's what we pushing. PGLT. Right. Some yeah. walking crowd told them switch the style up. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and then the love I was getting, it was it was crazy because like the first concert was actually in LA. It was, mm-hmm. it was terrible. I I I because I had just came off tour with the baby. I'm like I don't know how to perform for it like a bunch of women. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing water in the crowd. I'm oh, I'm messing up makeup. Lash. Oh, man. I'm like oh no. So I next show I had to tighten it up. Now I'm out there, you know, no shirt on with the roses. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> shit, shit got a little different, bro. You know? <laughs> shit got a little different, but it was for it was for a better cause, though. Now we, you know, now we we doing what we doing. We got a core fan base, mm-hmm. and I appreciate them. I love them to death. 
Right. They could always still bar them up if they get out of line, right? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they know it, though. The ones who was around since the jump, they know, like, I started off rapping. I wasn't I wasn't making love songs. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the ladies, there was a moment on the album that really uh, stood out to me. It yeah. was talking about how when you were young and you were raped. Yeah. And it's like an older woman took advantage of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was when I was a little bit younger. Yeah. Um, At what point did you realize like that was sexual assault? Um, not to not honestly, scared because I ain't I didn't notice until I got about eighteen. Mm. Um, until I got eighteen and 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 it really got heaved of what like what was going on. I kind of thought it was okay. Right. And I mean, it's sad, but you know, with men they don't look at it like that. Yeah. You know, with men, they look at it like, nigga, what, you uh, you did something with an older woman and you told somebody? Which I ain't never tell nobody. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just kind of like took it out the chin and, and moved on. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that played a, uh, that played a big part in who I am today, too. Mm. Um, Why I love women so much and why, like, I mean, at a young age, that's, that's what I was introduced to. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Was it like a family friend or so? Nah, nah, I won't even, I won't even a family friend. Mm. Mm. Damn. All right. Was that vulnerability thing of like tell that for a while? Was it something you had to get off your chest or something you wasn't ready to tell? Yeah, early yeah, on? yeah. I think it was something I had to get on my chest. Um, and I feel like what better like time to do it than putting on my debut album? Right. How proud are you of this album, man? Man. Because you know they're going to say now, nah, this guy's a big hit person, like yeah. Michael Sin with his full body of work. Like, yeah. Explain um, what you tap in with this album that makes you feel so proud that now that with the success of the song, they're still going to see yeah. how talented you truly Man, are. I'm, I'm very proud. Um, no matter the outcome, like no matter, no matter if they would have loved it or if they would have hated it, I'm, I'm proud of it because at the end of the day, I told, I told my story. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I got into the game to do to tell my story so you know um one great project don't make you nobody and one bad project don't make you nobody right you know it's all about if you could do it twice that's so. true i saw you posted on twitter uh you said artists drop one song and get stuck for it for the year then go missing how are you planning on avoiding that i'm about to drop and then y'all gonna get a tour and then after this tour you're gonna get another drop and then after that tour you're gonna get another um i'm not gonna be that artist that make one song and then you know yeah. uh one song and then i'm gonna chill for i'm gonna chill for uh a year or two years mm -hmm. and it's like yo we live in a generation where art is coming out every day yeah you know i mean it's artists coming out every day if you think they finna wait on you to drop music for a year you lost your mind mm. you know so i ain't i ain't that i ain't on that point i'm i'm at a point where like I'm gonna continue to put out great music and whatever the people choose, that's what we're gonna put our foot on. Right. You're willing to do more than the next artist. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Most deaf. Most right. deaf. I feel like that's what um, you know, that's what that's what the two times stand for. Mm. You know, I got uh everybody in my everybody in my campaign got two times tatted on them with, you know, two times chains. Mm. Um and the two times just stand for, you know, they say they say when you sleep and it's always somebody who working two times as hard as you. Mm. That's what we that's what we stand for. Working two times as hard as the next person. Right. I guess it's like that fear of kind of going back to where you came from. Yeah, we ain't going back. Right. Nah, we can't go back. And I don't even foresee myself going. I don't even know what it's like to go back. Mm. Yeah. You still have some uh, things on your bucket list, right? You still want to win that Grammy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to win a Grammy. <laughs> I don't, listen, man. 
Well, I don't, I don't know, man. I feel like we we put out uh, one of the one of the best songs this year, mm. if not the best. Um, and I, I don't know. Like I'm 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 firm on that. I believe it. So I want that Grammy, and I'm I'm manifest it. And the number one album. Oh yeah, the number yeah. one album. That's gonna be hard to do, but we're gonna we're gonna push though. I I I, I don't know. See, I'm a realist. Mm. I want the number one album, mm-hmm. but it's steps to everything. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, without it being steps, it's like a pyramid with nothing at the bottom. You mm. know, it's just, it's going to collapse. Right. Um, and I ain't no overnight success. So yeah. with being a realist, people say, oh, you got to believe in yourself. Yeah, I believe in myself, but I'm a realist. I'm not going to lie to myself. Mm-hmm. Tell myself I'm not going to be delusional. Yeah, I'm not going to be delusional and tell myself, no, nah, I'm going to get a number one album. Yeah, if we catch three records at one time off of this one album. Like, nah, it, it, the chances of it happening, small. Mm-hmm. You got Dirk out, Morgan Wallen still doing like a hundred and something a week. Mm-hmm. Like, so Taylor Swift just dropped a, a deluxe to her project. Like, it's too much going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I gotta be a realist. So at the end of the day, we gonna push this project and we gonna continue to slowly grow until I am able to compete with the best of them. Yeah. And when I am able to compete with the best of them, see the music is there. Yeah. The fan base is not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know when the fan base is there. But it's growing every day. They growing every day. I went from a mil I used to have like like maybe ten weeks ago I had a million million uh Spotify listeners. Huh? Million seven mm-hmm. Spotify listeners, I'm I'm at about eight point something now. Yes. How long? How many? How much time? Like ten weeks. Wow. Ten weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like ten weeks. So like, slowly growing. Yeah. And I ain't in no rush to get no. I'm not in no rush to get nowhere, man. You know what I mean? I'm slow, slow and steady. Right. Yeah. Tell Terrence to take that to the bank, right? Yeah. Tell Terrence to take that to the bank, man. Who is this Terrence guy? Uh, we talk t- about him on the album. Terrence. Terrence is uh, a guy my mom used to mess with. <laughs> Uh, and not, I mean, I don't know. You know, when you're younger, you don't really know what's going on. I think my mom used to mess with him, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a guy we was living with for a while, and um, and uh, yeah, like he wanted to be with my mom, and she, I guess, she really ain't want to be with him, right? Well, we was homeless, he, he let us live with them, they ain't they work out, he put us out. And we was living, we was living in our van for a little bit, living in a motel, trying to figure it out. So, yeah, man, tell Terrence take that to the bank. Yeah, tell Terrence take a hike. What a gentleman. Yeah, what a gentleman. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, nah, for real. Yeah. But it was life changing, though. It right, played a yeah. big part of me getting where I'm at today. Right. The consistency is key, man. Continue success, brother. Yeah, nah, most definitely. Keep st- taking the time. And you're stacking up that money, man. Listen, yeah. I don't want you to lose a million dollars in the casino no more. Oh, my God. I was finna say, I don't want, I thought you was finna say, I don't want you to lose a million dollars. I was gonna say, bro, I already did. <laughs> I was gonna say, I already did that, man. Yeah, Tuesday, how did you lose a mi- 1.2 to be exact oh my in the casino? Gosh, man. What was you playing, Baccarat? Why you did so much research, bro? <laughs> <laughs> It's the Rap Radar podcast, man. man. Why beat out Miller, baby? Man, bro. Listen, Baccarat, bro. (laughs) It was Baccarat. Yeah, Yeah. bro. I'm telling you, bro. Listen, 
Uh, you got eyes in the casino, listen, man? You, got <laughs> he had, you, you must have spoke to my host, bro. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, it was rough, bro. It was, that was a rough day. Damn. Rough day, but, you know what I mean? Resiliency, we know. <sighs> we came back, though. We came back, sir. And we and we here today, and you know, 1.2 ain't nothing. Man, 1.2. Yeah, it ain't nothing. Man. Ain't ball a dollar. <laughs> Who's getting the next Roly? That's the next, next Roly. So we get yeah, 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 yeah. Little Roly bet. Yeah, yeah, we living. No word. Yes, sir. You keep living, Tusi. I appreciate y'all, man. Yes, sir, man. Rap Radar Podcast. Yeah. Rap Radar is the Interval Presents original production from Hyperhouse, produced by Laura Wasser. Hosts and producers Elliot Wilson and Brian B. Miller. From Interval Presents, executive producers Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Executive producer Paul Rosenberg. Editing and sound design by Dylan Alexander Freeman. Recording engineer, Jeremy Ogletree. Special thanks to Sharday Jenkins, Tammy Kim, and Jasmine Sanchez. Operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Ellenswag. And marketing lead, Samara Still. Make sure to follow Rap Radar and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.